You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I wonder if I could ask them to make my Halloween costume for me. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I did what? not think you were going to start with that. <laughs> I was just thinking about this. I'm like, okay, cuz I'm looking back at my costumes, you know, and I was always I'm I'm proud of the ones I make, you know, they're they're all made from scratch for the most part. But then I look at my Loki costume. That's the one that comes up every time. Where I'm like, I really like that costume and I did all right with it. But God, there were some flaws in that costume. The the problem was Oh my god, the paper mache well, I don't know, the paper mache helmet or the blue balloon. Well the paper mache ruined because because it was in the rain, because I wore it out in the rain. The the worst part is the blue balloon. And I'm like, man. You're like, oh, that looks like the magic crystal. I could have really done a little better job than that. <laughs> and now we have these guys coming in. I'm gonna have to ask them for advice. You're gonna have oh. to show them your costume. No, no, no. Never. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. A uh, big thank you to everybody who goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Amazon link because that helps us out a lot. Yeehaw. Yes, and we appreciate it. Did you like my yeehaw? I don't know if yeehaw was necessary. That's <laughs> That was the peppering. I don't know if we needed that peppering. I mean, yeehaw, do you want that to be your catchphrase now? I'd like to put a little sprinkling on there. Sarah X. Dillon. No, I'm not going to do it. Oh, you were supposed to do it right I'm there. Re- I'm, I'm not a yeehaw kind of person. Yeah, that's how you're gonna. That's how you're gonna <laughs> stamp everything from now on. Yeehaw, Sarah Dillon. And uh, so, yeah. Anyway, thank you for going there and clicking on the Amazon link from our website. We have some special guests that are going to be joining us we here in just so a little bit. Excited! It's really, really cool. So, so we have a vast variety of different types of guests on Fun Employment we do. Radio. Absolutely, we have, you know, comedians, writers, musicians. Yeah, I oh. think this might be the first time that we've had. I, th- the first time that I can think of yeah. somebody like this, because we have two people coming in from Weta Workshop. So Weta Workshop, if you, you don't know, you is, know, but you don't know that you don't know. But yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, maybe not. They are one of the biggest, if not the biggest, um, special effects, makeup, costuming. Hair. I mean, they do everything for for all kinds of different movies, and they'll give a much more glamorous description than I just gave. Mm. That was probably the worst introduction well, ever. Well, I have a description right here. Thank you. Maybe maybe Sarah can. Yes. Well, it. well, we're going to be joined today by the senior concept designer and Middle Earth expert Daniel Falconer, who's worked on such movies as The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Avatar, etc. Do, do, I I, I want to go into that for a second. Okay. He designed costumes for Lord of the Rings yes. and The Hobbit. And Avatar. He was the and con- all of those. he designed the concepts of those, the concepts of those movies. He's an armor and weapons expert. <laughs> like that's so awesome. That that's just badass. And is and like you were saying before, his last name is Falconer. That's pretty cool too. Yeah. Um. So he's going to be joining us. And also, yes, and also we're going to be joined by uh, Warren Dion Smith, who is an award-winning makeup effects special artist, uh, makeup special effects artist. Uh, he was on The Amazing Spider-Man Two, Man of Steel, Warcraft, The Hobbit. He's the one that did all the prosthetics 
for um, The Hobbit. I, I was reading it like most of the Lord of the Rings movies. Like, yeah. He hand put on like all of the prosthetics for those amazing epic movies. There's some good videos of him doing that online too. I was looking up and showing him, you know, turn people into a hobbit or an elf. And I guess part of the thing for Rose City Comic Con, so this is where they're both going to be there for Rose City Comic Con at the Weta is going to have their own booth. And one of the things that Warren Dion Smith is going to be doing is Hobbit style uh, live prosthetic application. Yeah, it's called Crafting Creatures with Weta Workshop Live Transformation Q&A. So they're going to be turning people into hobbits or whatever whatever <laughs> it is that he wants to do that day. So both of them are going to be joining us here in a bit. So if you're listening live and you have some questions, feel free to drop those in there and we'll be having them join us here uh, very shortly. So yeah, I'm excited because... You're going to have to ask Greg. Our friend Chris is asking if it was functional armor because he, so okay. he believes it was functional armor as well. I will put that down as a question. Put that as a note. We will ask that. Mm-hmm. But man, can't you imagine if I could get the two of them They're together so- to make me a Halloween costume? Oh my God. I would just be amazing. All right, well, what would be your dream Halloween costume if you could have them dress you? Oh my God, I don't I don't even know. That's like too much pressure. That's too much pressure to even You'd think about You'd probably have it. to do like an actual Loki costume. Yeah, maybe a real Loki yeah, costume. Like that would the be- sad paper mache. <laughs> Man, it was all right. I mean, it was. It was, it was good. It was it good. Was, you know what it was? It was ambitious. Man, maybe I need to do Loki again. Then I guess maybe I need to fix that and do it I right mean, this you time. You could because you did it pretty quickly. I mean, and for the time like to which you decided to do it, to, and then you created it. Like yeah. you're very, you're very resourceful with like. I'm resourceful. Finding, That's good. You're uh, finding little things that slightly resemble the thing that you're trying to do, and then kind yeah. of making it work. Like you did make it work. People knew who you were. Yeah. But I think you do. Have I am a, a costume bit. contest winner, just to make sure that everybody knows that. When I went as Macho Man Randy Savage, I did win a costume contest. Yes, that goes on my resume. You can check that mm-hmm. out. And I got, and I won last year with my uh, Phyllis <sighs> Neffler Troop Beverly Hills costume. Yeah, somehow over my Jon Snow costume, I'm yeah, still a little because mine was a little creative, and that. I did actually make my entire costume. I, I wonder, made my costume. I bet that they would be like impressed with my Phyllis Neffler costume. What they would we, not be impressed with my Phyllis? Neffler I don't think. I don't know if they're gonna know. Who Phyllis I I um, made my ba- my Troop Beverly Hills badge out of uh, cardboard and Well, maybe it. we could each bring up a picture of our best costume and have them judge the costume contest between the two of us. Well, I want to show them. They're probably going to be like, who are these American idiots? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Because we're going to seem like such a like, hey, I know you guys are like, like award-winning, like world-class. Oscar-winning. <laughs> yeah, all of that. Yes. Um, but uh, who made a better costume, me or Sarah? Yeah, okay, that does sound kind of hacky. It does sound hacky. Well, either way, I just want them to make me a Halloween costume. That's okay. what will be my, my ultimate goal. But I'm going to be too scared to say that to them. No, you, you'll you be so scared. Like, yeah. you're talking so boldly right now. The second you see them. If I could have like... my dream costume. I mean, because I think about this, you know, I've always tried to make things, like, especially the weapons and armor stuff. When I was a kid growing up in the country, like, we made bow and arrow. Uh, I mean, like, I, I would carve my own arrows out of uh, sticks. I also sliced my finger open. I was really clumsy. It was, it was a yeah, bad something idea. Something so different from now. Give me, yeah, a knife and a piece of wood. Um, I would find a way to hurt myself. But but yeah, we would make all kinds of different stuff, you know, especially like throwing stars or we'd make like not actual, but like tomahawks and stuff like that. It was fun. Or we used to make like all kinds of like weapons. pointy rocks and tie them to a stick. No, I wouldn't use a rock. I'd use like a blunt. We weren't allowed to use like an, make an actual tomahawk, but I would take like a, like a piece of wood that kind of looked like a rock and like tie it on there. I'm not saying it's the greatest. Again, I'm not. I'm not going to be winning any Oscars. Greg, you might have uh, missed your missed your calling. I won't be winning any Oscars. I'm sure. <laughs> Made swords. We we'd make swords. You'd find the right piece of wood, and then you get an axe and like and shave it down, then you get a big wood sword. It was pretty fun. It was good stuff. When did you do this? When I was a kid. 
Okay. Yeah. I can, just, I can picture you still doing country. this at like Ricketts Fest. I would totally do this right now. Yes, I, absolutely. I'm, I'm surprised you guys. Now I know you're probably going to do it this year. I probably am going to do it. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to make myself a sword. Carve a sword. Um, it's being asked, did you actually use these weapons? I'd use them against trees. Um, I did hit my brother with a tomahawk. Uh, that did happen. With a wood tomahawk. No, this one was a rubber one. It was a rubber one that I did that with. So it's like a mallet. A mallet yeah, it's still tomahawk. one of my one of my kind of greatest. One of your uh, crowning moments. achievements? Well, one of my crowning achievements where I remember it. So we, my brother and I were in a fight, and he ran away from brother me. Brother fight. Yeah, it was a brother, total brother fight. And he ran down the length of our house, and I threw it. I mean, it had to be 30 yards, 20 yards. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe 20 yards. And I threw this thing in the air, and it hit him square in the back of the head and dropped him. And I mean, it didn't hurt. Did you it. hit him in the head with a beer can? No, he hit me in the head with a beer can. That okay. was years later when he got revenge for me <laughs> for that. But still to this day, my brother will admit. You know, we were. He was probably like nine. I was eleven, and uh, he remembers it. And he's like, "Yeah, that that was a good shot." And it was. It was a good shot. So that's another thing that can go in my resume. All right, there. I'll put that one on there. But yeah, no, we would make all kinds of things and make like throwing stars and and uh, all that stuff because we'd try to pretend like we were different characters and and you know. Sp- spaceships we'd have like spaceships or we pretend to be gi joe characters i was thinking about that the other day too i'm like because we would try to create like our own gi joe characters mm-hmm. i was like what if i could do that today wait like, what do you mean create your own gi joe characters like a name and like an mm-hmm. outfit yeah yeah and what your special ability was and like you know because the real ones you have like storm shadow who was obviously the coolest okay well before we move on to this let me just tell you if i could have the um the what do people make me a costume yeah what would it be shira oh that's pretty good uh-huh it would be the full-on metal and like white leather, like Shira. That's what you go giant, for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, with the with the giant princess of power, like big metal hairpiece and like the giant sword. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I would totally do Shira. Shira, man. If I, mean, I could get a full, co- if I could get full, yeah, what a costume it'd be Shira. If you could have them do anything, mm-hmm. man, I do think I would want like the real Loki costume right now. Mm-hmm. That's what's on my mind. I feel like maybe there's more that we could do with like prosthetics though, because you'd have the, uh, I mean, you could tap into whatever they could do. Like they can make anything, anything you could have ever conceived of, they can make it. You could be Hoggle from Labyrinth. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think I want to be Hoggle. <laughs> I could be the rock monster from Neverending Story. Oh, there you go. They look like such big, strong hands, don't they? We can cut that out of the podcast. No. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was a pretty good rock monster. It's pretty good rock monster. Uh, anyway, yeah, the, those kinds of things. But yeah, for the G.I. Joe thing, I was thinking about that. Like, what would my G.I. Joe character be if I could come up with one now? But so G.I. Joe characters didn't have, like, magic powers or anything, right? No, but they had, like, specialties. It'd be like, one's a sabotage guy, and he can sneak in. Or, or one's, like, you know, a lot of ninjas. And then they'd have, like, special weapons. One guy could change color. Because he had, like, uh, Zartan, he could change color or, like, uh, disguises. Like, he could mold to look like somebody else. So he had kind of a special Wait, power. He had, like, camouflage paint? Uh, no, you would put... If he got in the sun, he would turn blue. So you would hold him out in the sun, he'd yeah, turn Yeah, that's blue. not a normal human. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he had of... some special abilities, okay. yeah. But it was, like, go, a chemical I have a magical thing. power where I go out in the sun and I turn red. Yeah. <laughs> we'll cut that out of the podcast, too. Stop uh, Portland's best podcast voted number one right here. Oh, um funny. No, they 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 had the special abilities. And I was trying to think of that. You know, I think if I were able to create one, I'd want that thing though. I'd want to be able to like be disguises. And I was like, what would my name be? And I I think I came up with one. I'd want to be Wildcard. 
Wild card. You always wanted to be wild card. This isn't anything different. Wild card, yeah, but wild card would be the name of my G.I. Joe character because I would be the guy that, you know, you never knew what you were going to get and I could have like different disguises and obviously throwing stars. Throwing stars are essential to any kind of a costume that you have. Wait, what would be your thing? Okay, so you want to be wild card. What would you have? Like a deck of cards? Are you like the Joker? No, like, it wouldn't like, be like the Joker. Where it's like, pick a card, any card, and then someone picks it, and they're all uh, wild cards. This sounds that's really not like, a bad gimmick, but that's a horrible gimmick. My God, I just took that from like every like bad scenario I could possibly dream of. No, I think what I would what I would want though. See, I, I could change change dis, you know different disguises, but then I'd also have throwing stars involved, and. I would uh, I would be one of the characters like switches sides like is he a cobra is he a GI Joe who's he helping out nobody really knows he's a wild card and then you know and then it'd be like the biggest thing ever it'd be like the big GI Joe character would be a wild card everybody want to get wild card oh, so do you have your face painted like a playing card no I don't have, no you don't do you have a playing card like in your hat no you don't do have you wear a fedora. Do you wear a fedora with a card in it? And no, it it's different costumes card? because wild card blends into whatever situation he's in. But do you always have a playing card on you because you're the wild card? Oh, maybe that's not a bad idea, too. You know what you should yeah. have? You should have some sort of um, like mylar, like bulletproof vest kind of card that you carry mm-hmm. around and you cover your heart with it because it's always in your pocket. So that way your heart's always covered by your wild card. Uh, I don't know. That's going too far. It's not going too that far. You too know far. it's a great idea. No, it's not a great mm-hmm. idea. No, that was too far. But yes, maybe always carrying a wild card. I just think this would was some, would be a good idea. Is a wild card your calling card? Uh, maybe you leave one. Yeah. Maybe you'll leave one every now and then. Or you try to like woo the ladies like, hey, you ever think about getting with a wild well, card? Well, Joe's don't woo the ladies. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe a baroness. Not really, I have to say I'm not 100% familiar with G.I. Joe. Like, uh-huh. I I had no, I didn't have any GI Joes. I had Transformers. I never really was interested in GI Joe. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. Yeah, I mean, I I love like He Man and all that stuff, but GI Joe, like all the war stuff. I mean, especially growing up in a Navy family, that stuff did not interest me. My dad forcing my sister and I to watch all like old war movies. Oh yeah. Oh, well, yeah. GI Joes were. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is war stuff, but it was more. I don't know. Yeah, I, I suppose it is when you get when you get down to it. But it was man. I think I think this is something. I could go for okay. Uh, Keelan's in the chat, and he says, "I vote for a felt poker table cover poncho." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that would be the poncho for for wild card. Wild card. Pew, pew. Would it be like the red one? It could be red. I don't know because wild card's got to blend in with people. But then what you need to do is get like those stretch piercings, like in your ears, and the, but have like, poker chips in them. No, that's going too far. No, wild, wild card. card does not. With your you can't blend in with, with your stretch poker piercings. poncho. Be like. No. Card, you come soaring in. You're like, Pew, well, I mean, card. I was I was kind of angling towards maybe this could be my Halloween costume. And then I can go around and be like, who are you? I'm like, I'm the newest G.I. Joe character, Wildcard. And then I have throwing stars and I create my own character. You can't throw throwing stars at people. That You'll get arrested. Well, <laughs> well, all right, fine. But okay, well, then I'll make my paper ones. You make paper throwing stars. And then that works just as well. And then you wet the ends and you put them in the freezer and then they... They hurt when you throw them at people. It kind of works out. I'm sorry, you're dipping paper in water and then freezing it to make sharp water. Oh yeah, my brother and I used to do that. Yeah, things. you make you make throwing stars out of paper. You get like three or four pieces thick, so they're pretty thick throwing stars. And then you take the ends and you get them wet. I just don't think you have solid enough of a concept going on for your wild card GI wild card GI Joe to be able to formulate a proper Halloween costume. <sighs> I just don't think the storyline's mucky. Like, it just doesn't... It's not, I, it's not solid enough? You don't have any... There's not a backstory. You don't have your outfit together. You don't have any of your special talents together, except for what you change clothes. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, like it's that's disguises. The, isn't that what people do every day? But like, is they're it, disguises? So, aren't all you know, clothes disguises in a way? Aren't we all hiding something from the world? Yeah, but wild card, you know, that, that you know, when wild card goes in his disguises, nobody knows who he is, and then until he shows up, and then he's like, boom, wild card, and then are you wearing a mask or something? How do they not know? Yeah, that he's you got have like different masks face? and like mustaches and stuff, and so like you put on a mustache and, and, and prosthetics, and like like you know, I change my nose size or something like that. I don't know. I thought it was a good idea. Hmm. Well, wild card. Maybe that's what I'm going to bring up, though. That, that's what I'll be for. Uh, Please don't bring that up for to Halloween. Oscar award-winning. Like, <laughs> what do you guys think of this? How do you picture the, wild card? The you don't want me to pitch him for one of the biggest movies that has ever. I kind of wanted created? to pitch him my idea, you know, and just see what they would come up with. But uh, maybe if they're, maybe they wouldn't be into that. So, guys, I got an idea for a GI Joe character called Wild Card, and then. Yeah. Do you know a lot about hobbits? Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, what I do you mean? I know a bit about hobbits. I don't know. Like, I, I wish I knew more hobbit lore. Oh, I, I mean, I love Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, how exciting would that be to work for a company like that and you get to take a book that you've loved and just kind of transform it into what it looked yeah. like in your mind? That's so amazing. Yeah, that's just insane. Well, and they, they've done such a good job with it. That I mean, that is how everybody will picture it from now on mm-hmm. when you read the books too. Is how what they created. They made everybody's memories. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so the makers of memories, Greg. It's really incredible what they did. Well, Ooh. maybe maybe I'll pitch them the idea. That's don't pitch thing. them the idea. That'll be super embarrassing. Uh, I just you know. But then we'll again, see. if you want to be the embarrassing person, I can be like the like the stoic one over here. Like I'm sorry for him. He's oh, that's very the role we want to start playing now. No. What's the role I, pay, I play every day? <laughs> You're just becoming aware of it. Wild card. Oh, he would need a sound when he uh, changes clothes. What, like every single person does in the morning when they wake up? They no, no, it'd be clothes. like a sound effect. What are you doing with your clothes? Aren't you just putting them on? No, it's my different disguises. Like, I walk in as one person, I walk out, they don't know who it is. Wild card. I think we could have a whole franchise based off a of wild card. I mean, we're talking about a whole trilogy that could be worked out with this. Okay. Anyway, you'll Hello. be sorry. Okay. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. <gasps> Exciting news to kick off World of Crazy. I just received word on the internets via a news site because that's how I learn things about things. Super Troopers 2 has commenced filming. Oh, they excellent. have started filming. They're filming right outside of Boston, and the entire Broken Lizard troop is there. Nice. Filming it right now. So, uh, Broken Lizard just posted it on their Facebook page. Of course, it's going to be a sequel to the 2001 film Super Troopers. And uh, let me just say first place that was actually confirmed and announced that they were going to be making Super Troopers 2. Fun Employment Radio. It sure as shit was. Fun Employment Radio. Yeah. Uh, Well, back in March, the comedy troupe launched an Indiegogo campaign trying to raise $2 million to fund Super Troopers 2. They far surpassed that by making $4.4 million on their Indiegogo campaign. Uh, Now, they promised the more money they raised, the more they could spend on bigger stunts, uh, louder explosions, cameos from actually real Hollywood actors, and so on and so forth. So it's shooting right outside of uh, Boston. Of course, uh, the Broken Lizard team consists of three of three past Fun Employment Radio guests, uh, J.A. Chandra Sikar, uh, Kevin Heffernan, Steve Lemmy, and then we haven't had the pleasure yet of meeting Paul Soder 
and Eric Stolansky. So they're back for uh, all of them are starring and writing in, starring in and writing in. Awesome. Super Troopers too. That is fantastic. That is actually already being filmed right now. I'm so excited. All right, another news out of Portland. The more stupid people uh, that move here, the more stupid things get into the news, such as this. Yeah. Kooky Portland man attempts to ski it down a downtown Portland staircase because he said there wasn't enough snow on the mountain. Oh. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes, a daredevil skier facing a lack of snow in Oregon decided to strap on his skis and tackle a different type of slope, an outdoor Well, it's September. Yes, There's supposed to be a lack of snow. Yes, it's not supposed to be. It's not. It's the tail end of summer. Yeah. It's not supposed to be snowy. Well, this video shows this idiot taking a three-flight outdoor staircase. It looks like the one that's right next to um, uh, the steel bridge. Okay. Yeah, the oh, one yeah, that goes uh-huh. up yeah, toward yeah. the Rose Quarter. So he skied down this? Yeah. Okay. So he tries to ski down it. There are like three kind of uh, levels that he goes down, and he eventually ends up landing on his butt at the bottom. So that was kind of... Uh, this went viral? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for some reason. It's going to really mess up your skis. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll go someplace colder. Okay. Maybe he'll go back to where he came from. Okay. Yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> there All we right. go. You, you should probably leave. All right. Out of Maryland, a Maryland official is accused of going through a neighbor's lingerie drawer when she wasn't home. Oh. Yeah, a police official. Oh. Which is really creepy. I mean, like, I went to, I've thought about this. This especially creeps me out because I went to WSU during the, there was the Panty Bandit. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, where he was Even that name places. is just, just ugh, I, so that was, his, that was the name. That was the name, I know. That was the name. Didn't that guy get busted in Oregon, too? Yeah, he got busted in Oregon, but he was uh, at Washington State during that entire time. And I remember hearing about it, but uh, nothing of mine was ever taken, God, that I know of. Oh, dear God. Uh, so, the head... Of the Maryland, uh, let's see, County's Economic Developmental Corporation has been placed on unpaid leave after he has been accused of entering a neighbor's home and rifling through her underwear drawer. So this is out of Annapolis. Annapolis police say the neighbor's motion-activated surveillance cameras captured uh, 70-year-old Robert Hannon rifling through her lingerie. Now, Hannon has been charged with several counts of burglary and illegal entry. So uh, he has been suspended from his office, which is uh, pretty prestigious until further notice. Uh, so he has now been replaced until the report is completely finished. Uh, so neither the landlord, the landlord nor the neighbor gave Hannon permission to enter the apartment. And there was no signs of forced entry, so they don't know how he got in there. So uh, it's just, it's all, that's, that's just all kinds of creepy. It's because then you think about who's going through my house right now. I know. Well, that's why I always do that thing, Greg. I tell you, I leave out like... A $5 bill? Yeah, you leave out uh, temptations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I leave out temptations, just like little ones, because my apartment's messy, so they don't think that I'd notice. Mm-hmm. But even though it's messy, I know where everything is. Yeah. I've always been, even as a kid, like with a messy room or like a, like a junk drawer, like I know exactly where something is. Yeah, I don't. Mm. I don't. But I'll, yeah, I'll just leave out like a dollar, a couple dollars, dollar here and there, just to see if there's just a little. Just see if somebody takes it, just test see if it there's out. there's a sneak peeker in there. Okay. Yeah. It's a good idea. All right, and finally, have some good news. Uh, it is coming out. A scientific study is now revealing that if you exercise the recommended amount, it, in fact, cancels out the higher risk of cancer brought about by drinking. So if oh, you okay. are a drinker, if you exercise as well, it basically makes it a moot point. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. So it, so there were, like, uh, you know, elevated cancer risks if you are a drinker. However, it has now been scientifically proven that it basically makes it uh, absolutely at zero. If you are a drinker and exercise the proper amount. Okay. But, yeah. So, uh, so 
as they're saying, uh, alcohol will continue to be abused despite the damage it causes uh, to the health of individuals and society in general. Therefore, instead of trying to take away from something, they're trying to add on by saying that if you add additional exercise, or at least the amount that you're supposed to, then it, uh, it will not harm you any more than it is supposed to. So <laughs> Greg has a goofy look on his face. Okay. Are our guests here? Yes, they are. Okay, well, let me pull this up. All right, so there you have it. That, my friends, is your world of crazy. Crazy. All right, I need a second. Okay. All right, well, yeah, we're going to take a break. And, yes, our guests are here from the Weta Workshop. So we're going to have them in here in just a minute. If you're listening live and you have some questions you want to ask, go ahead and pop those into the chat. And uh, then we will... Ask them as we go through. I don't know if I'm going to pitch. Now that they're here, now I feel embarrassed. I don't think I'm going to pitch my wild card. You should feel embarrassed. I don't think I'm going to pitch my wild card idea to them. Do they look all like fancy? Well, they seem very nice. They seem very nice. I mean, I was in there for all of five seconds. So, All right, let's go. Okay. Ah! All right, right, let's do it. All right, we'll be back in a minute with (laughs) more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Fun Employment Radio, and that's a uh, the full .com scenario. Uh, and you're listening to, well, not at the moment, uh, I'm Reese Darby. Uh, should have said that at the beginning. But after me, uh, you'll be listening to Nibbler and Dylan. Always a good laugh there. Uh, so enjoy them, and I'll see you next time. It's the only letter we have with somebody from New Zealand, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we would use We're that one. We're trying to be timely. <laughs> Reese Dobby. All right, well, we are so excited. So joining us now on Fun Employment Radio, I'll just go one by one. Uh, to my right, we have Daniel Falconer, senior concept designer and, quote, bona fide Middle-earth expert. Uh, from well, what Middle Earth fan would be probably more. <laughs> well, just tech expert. I'm not myself it. an expert. I'm just, yeah. I mean, all fans are kind of experts. Yeah, so it yeah, that works. Right. I would say compared I'm, to the average person. I'm a Middle Earth nerd. We can say that. <laughs> I wear that badge with pride. <laughs> there you go. And we have Warren Dion Smith right here, makeup effects artist. And I was just watching some of your videos uh, today. It, oh, they're hypnotic. Incredible. Yeah. Just <laughs> what you can fun. do with it. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Awesome. Well, so you guys uh, for are here for the Weta Workshop uh, booth mm-hmm. that's going to be at Rose City Comic Con this weekend. Have you both been to Portland before? I've been. Uh, this is my third time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, and what do you think of it? Do you like the uh, city? Well, I was wondering what Rose City was, and somebody told me it was well, uh, all these beautiful roses. So it made sense. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's an amazing city. It, it's great to be out of the city and yes. into a, a smaller area. So yeah, you get to be yes, more intimate. We're, we're kind of out of downtown a little bit. And uh, where's the, Rose City? Is going to be Rose City Comic Con? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so big, and there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going on with it. And that's kind um, of in this area as well. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it's just so exciting that you guys are here because you must fly all over the place for these kinds of conventions, I would imagine. We try to take it in turns, don't we? Like, yeah. like you know, everybody gets to go. Warren's <laughs> kind of the stalwart. You do um, makeup uh, applications at all most of the shows, don't you? Yeah, it's been amazing. Oh, I wouldn't wow. have thought five years ago that that's, this is what I'll be doing. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, and I was, I was reading one of our, uh, uh, listening to one of your interviews about, did you fail out of... Uh, 
makeup school? Is that what I it was? I failed in hair, hair and makeup at the beginning. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Yeah, only because of anything written is definitely not my my thing. So it's always just about the visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Concept. Well, you're more of a creator, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Like, having to have the medium to do it. Although I must say, I, I'm qualified now. But <laughs> no one's ever asked for any qualifications, and it really just speaks with my work that I'm doing now. So. Hey, well, Warren, I'm going to toot your horn for a moment. What did you just, <laughs> what did you just win? Tell them what you just... Oh, so we're based in Wellington. Uh, Where to Workshop is based in Wellington, New Zealand. So I've just uh, become Wellington uh, overall hairstylist of the year. Oh, my oh nice. Yeah, Congratulations. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's quite amazing being able to represent uh, Where to Workshop as well as we represent Wellington on its on, on that scale. So, oh, yeah. but do you have... Um, I know that you do um, like a, a lot of both, but do you have more of a passion for makeup or for hair or a little or equal for both? Parts. If I see something, and it, say like the, the likes of Daniel, uh, he'll mm. design something, and if I see something that I, that's visually uh, stimulating, like with hair, then I will focus on the hair, mm-hmm. and uh, then you've got other makeup artists who will focus on those sorts of things as well, and then you'll combine the two. Wow. Yeah, it's not, it's not just myself. Yeah, I'm just yeah. one of the fortunate ones that get to represent the company uh, they create. And you all get to like work on the concept together and get to make this magic happen. Yeah, it definitely Wetter is definitely a company where uh, the team is celebrated and uh, you know we all we're all kind of specialists in our own little wee little fields um but you know we come together and work on, on projects together and you know you get the best of everybody's skills which is, is great fun God, how um, exciting. it is fun i mean projects obviously like the lord of the rings for example i remember uh, my boss uh, richard and, I, and i'd never thought about it in these terms before but he expressed it beautifully on a radio show where uh, he was being interviewed and 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 the uh, at one point the host said you know but at the end it's just a bunch of movies really isn't it and he's like no not true he said think about it like this he said you've got two thousand people all artists and craftspeople and they wrote with their own specialties who come together and for several years just pour all their creative energy into one singular thing when else does that happen that's kind of a big okay it is a film but that's still kind of a big deal so and I thought yeah he's absolutely right actually absolutely people from all over the world Mm. Oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah, it's a very mixed workplace. So we are, we're all people from all over the place. So obviously a lot of Kiwis, as we call ourselves, New <laughs> right. Zealanders, um, after the bird rather than the fruit. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> there are a few fruit at work yeah. as well. Um, but um, yeah, uh, and yeah, from all over the place, tons from the States and, and Europe and yeah. Well, and, and you're so right that it's not just a film because when you look at something like Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, you know, I mean, these just classic, iconic books that we all read as kids, you're making that, you're making that a reality. Yeah, you're making the like, images that now people associate with this book that has been read, you know, by millions and billions of people. Yeah, yeah. And with that, I mean, I, for me personally, because I'm Lord of the Rings nut, um, I felt <laughs> that like quite a big responsibility there because right. um, as we're coming up with designs for things, it's going to be by the people who've read the books, you're going to be held up to this high standard and measured. Like that's not what I imagined it looked like, or mm-hmm. you know, and and you can get away with that if it's cooler. They're like, oh well, that's actually better than I thought it was going to be. But if if you if it's not, then then you jar people and then they come away like oh I didn't like it it didn't but also the responsibility is for all those people who haven't seen uh, read the books yet and uh, they're going to go and see the film and then they're going to read the books and there's no way that they're not going to be coloured by their experience in yeah. the movie as they read the book so they're going to see Frodo the way we imagine Frodo and things like that so I think there is a responsibility there that you've really got to make sure you approach it with integrity as much as possible um, yeah. yeah wow it's fun just, I can tell you, you did a fantastic job. Yeah. You don't need to hear that from me. Uh, it, was but. A, it was a great team, and we had an amazing director, uh, um, you know, Peter Jackson, and very uh, great scripts. And um, Richard Taylor and Tanya Roger, who um, you know ran Weta Workshop through that period, just amazing, inspiring people to work for. They really run the place like a family, and there's a wonderful, uh, very um, energetic and, and creative atmosphere. Was it just like a big creative like summer camp of like everybody kind of you know working and creating and. 
I guess it is. Yeah, even on the movie sets, it's all family orientated. Mm. So you've got the grandparents who are playing all these different characters, then the great grandchildren, and then wow. mothers and fathers, and other people who fly in just for a day. And maybe they'll never be seen in the actual film. I mean, Daniel's got lots of stories about that. But uh, people come from near and far just to, to, to be to celebrate the actual oh, the boxing. Wow. I think also wow. because Weta Workshop and, and I should clarify too, Weta Workshop we were commissioned to do the um, design and special makeup effects, um, physical armour and weapons uh, and creature design. Oh, which Greg had some questions about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I'm just a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so there are different aspects of the film production. We weren't the production company making the film, but we were you know, hired to pro- provide those services. But um, most of the time when you get a company that's hired on to provide a service like makeup, it might just be that. It Very seldom is it ever makeup and armour and weapons and design and creatures. like. So that was the unique thing for us. Yeah. Um, but anyway, working on those things... Um, Richard and Tanya, who who run Weta, they they're, at, they're they've always been people who are motivated creatively more than business wise. I mean, fortunately, mm-hmm. they're very very good business people as well, or else we wouldn't be sitting here. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, <laughs> but basically, Richard takes stuff on because he's creatively motivated by it. He's like, oh, that looks that'll be fun. I get to make something cool. He's compulsively creative, and and that's infectious, and that kind of permeates the company. And there's a lot of because we're all creative people, um, that generates a lot of loyalty and a lot of uh, enthusiasm, regardless of the project. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, enthusiasm definitely is a key point. I mean, there's four fundamentals of success with Weta is like passion, mm-hmm. enthusiasm, tenacity, and skill. Yeah. Those are one of the, uh, those are the, one of the, some of the four things that Richard... You would definitely, wanted. yeah, need to have all those. Well, I mean, tenacity, you're right, because some of that probably takes a long, long time to work out and many different designs of coming up with... What, and that's mentioned like reapplying prosthetics and like oh, yeah. daily, probably. Patience. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably Definitely. yeah, yeah for, for makeup application and that kind of stuff you guys have some pretty wicked call times don't you yeah it's also looking after if you're applying a nose and they're actually in a water tower and there's like just water everywhere you've got to constantly keep tacking that nose down for the whole day <laughs> whether so it, it doesn't be, come off that's it and whether it be wigs that you're actually uh, working with uh, you'll be looking after those throughout the whole day so you're the first on set for a makeup artist and yeah. uh, the last to leave so what like three or four in the morning three, and then yeah. through till what uh well, normally uh, for for certain actors, if you're under the age of ten, it, you're only allowed to work a ten-hour day. But uh, you can go over the top uh, that time. But really, they try not to pay you any sort of overtime. And mm-hmm. right, <laughs> and they, they but trying. it is an advantage when you're actually there. Yes, broken turnaround. <laughs> yeah, that's our most favourite time of the <laughs> film industry. You can just picture yeah. with all of your like spackling kids chasing around all these like fake noses. Yeah. Like, oh. all right, looks like that nose is coming up. Yeah, I mean, Daniel spent a lot of time on seat actually writing the books so I was wondering yeah, while I was working in the actual workroom uh, watching Daniel just creating and putting these all together and interviewing oh, people yeah. it's oh yeah that, thank you for bringing that yeah. up. But that, yeah, that's the other arm to the, uh, the bow. If, uh, many of us at Weta kind of um, have a few different little uh, strings to our bows as such. And so working on the films, I was doing um, concept design along with a whole bunch of other guys. Um, and then as that started to wind up and most of the design work was done but the films were still going on, um, I transitioned into research and I um, now produce books based on the work that we've done. So so I get wow. to... That was really fun because I meant I got to yeah. go and hang out on set a little bit and go and interview my colleagues and, and you know write about the work we do so and so those books are also at the the booth that we'll be setting up today so and daniel's here just to sign sign those books as well that's fantastic 
Oh, so you'll both, will you both be at the booth? Mm-hmm. We will be. All yeah. right, so. Lauren will mm-hmm. be applying ears if you want to get like hobbit ears or elf ears. Oh my God. Yes. Who would have thought, you know? <laughs> why they're blowing me halfway around the world to apply some ears. So thanks to whoever turns up if you're listening. Are you doing a demonstration oh. as well? Uh, yeah, so on Sunday I'll be doing a panel, uh, and uh, so that's from 12.30 yeah. onwards. Oh, and, that's amazing. And Daniel will be doing a panel on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So go find the panels. Go watch this. Uh, just hear these guys. It's yeah. just so amazing. I want to. I, I do have to ask a question. We were talking about this earlier about Halloween costumes. How oh, often Ray, don't do, do you it. get hit up by friends for Halloween uh. costumes? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because uh, in the workshop they had a superheroes dress up day. Yeah, that was last week. Oh, nice. oh yeah. To raise money, everybody had to you know give a gold coin donation and dress up as a superhero. I mean, but what was your of superhero? Course, I well, I went as. Tony Stark, um, nice. and I, I'm like so not Tony Stark. <laughs> I, I, I'm, you, this is radio, thank goodness. But you know, I'm, I'm kind of quite a weedy little, little skinny bloke, and um, uh, you know, I classical geek look is more my geek chic is more my thing. But uh, so here was my attempt to do Robert Downey Jr. and I like shaved my beard and dyed it and dyed my hair and I put on a, a, what I thought was a nice suit and I had like a, some lights underneath my suit, you know, shining through like his his, his oh, art, art reactor thing. on his chest. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, and I thought everybody's gonna know who I am, and everybody's asking me, oh, so who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and three of them are like, "Oh wow, you, you're um, you're um, Doctor Strange, right?" And I'm like, "No, no, I'm Tony Stark," you know. <laughs> but it made me think, "Wow, maybe I should have done. Uh, maybe I'm more of a Benedict Cumberbatch than uh, than, a, uh, yeah. than a Robert Downey Jr." So next time. Well, at least you can hide. I mean, for the concept designers, they get to have, you know, sort of amazing rooms where they don't have to get dirty and basically, yeah, yeah, working at a desk and they have a good environment, so. That's true. The the workshop is, you know, there's multiple parts of it. So, yeah, as Warren says, we're in offices, but then, you know, the bulk of people are on the workshop floor, you know, they're around machines and that kind of stuff. Superhero capes don't go so well around. <laughs> so there was a rule: no yeah. capes. Yeah, <laughs> that's an important thing. It was great. People threw themselves into it. Um, but yeah. there, there was anybody a Loki there? Because that's that's who oh, Greg that has just. That would have been yeah. really really cool. Uh-huh. That's what I wanted, Loki. Thank you. Yeah, he did. We he just... made his own costume. We were talking about this at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he did make his own paper mache Loki costume. God bless I him. I did. It was, it was a also, really good effort. It also rained. And that it day. rained. <laughs> so yeah. The horns just slowly dipped down. One was kind of ripped by the end, but yeah, it was still fun. It was. Yeah, it was good. But it's nothing compared to what you guys would well, make. Uh, <laughs> Halloween is a fun time. Where definitely there are usually yeah. Halloween parties. and yeah. But yeah. yeah, the expectation is there. Like, And and also from children. I have two kids. I have two little girls. And of course they expect, oh, oh yeah. well, dad will make me a really cool costume. And I'm like, oh my goodness, well there goes all my evenings and weekends for the next like, two months. No pressure. It's a lot yeah. of pressure, yeah. Now since Halloween is like a month and a half mm-hmm. away, do you know what you're going to dress as? Do you dress up? Well, I don't even know where where I'll be oh, oh yeah, Halloween. True. So you're flying yeah. around. Ideas, but if I'm in, 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 in the States, so then definitely I'm going to find something to dress up. And, and, and because you meet so many cosplayers, mm-hmm. and they're, they're there to give you a sort of like help and oh, yeah. 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 definitely be there to assist. Well, I mean, and being at the, like, you know, pretty much at the top of your field, like you don't want to like do it half, halfway. You, You've got to be pressure. Like 100%. Yeah. All yeah. the pressure. <laughs> That's but a lot of pressure. At the same time, it's all about having fun. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the times you see, you see all kinds of costumes at Comic-Con conventions and really it's the spirit of the convention mm-hmm. is just to be there representing their most favorite comic 
uh, heroes and yeah. and also the gaming and uh, yeah. the celebrities that people meet. You know, it's kind of exciting. And when people turn up at our booth that become that I'm familiar with, I'm thinking, oh, is that such and such? So we're Googling. You know, so I still do that. Oh, so now yeah. I'm learning who it is. Uh, one year ago, I didn't even know what cosplay was because uh, I had to also Google. Then I realised, oh, God, you're going to meet all different heroes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, because I've met also the tattoo artist. So I'm actually maybe thinking about getting some sort of Comic-Con tattoo because oh, it seems yeah. to be really popular. I think you could. You yeah. should. I mean, you're visiting, you know, Oregon. You're, you know. It's the right place yeah. to do and it. And it's, it's also you. keep Portland weird. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you got, got it. it. It's, yeah. a, it's getting uh, progressively a little less weird as more people move here, but it's still strange. Yeah, it was pretty Make amazing. Make sure you keep enough of the weirdness to keep the character. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's still here. It's That's definitely why here. We sit in here every day keeping it weird. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Rose City Comic Con is so it starts actually Saturday. It start Saturday yeah it starts Saturday and so you Incredible. guys are going to be there for several different things that people can go see you and go by the Weta Workshop booth mm -hmm. and check it and out and they can actually shake your hands come yeah. say hi yep. Also, what people got to realise that we actually, even as artists, we actually were there helping to build the booth, and then we dismantle the booth at the end of it all. So oh, we so just turn up. the whole thing. We do. Yep, from start to finish. Yeah, we don't swan and uh, and uh, yeah, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. As soon as we're done here, we're over there to like yeah. grab the just hammers and nails the and team. put up the booth. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's it's, amazing! It's oh, there was one question in our chat from earlier uh, about the armor. Uh, oh, I did want to ask. Was uh, our friend Chris wanted to know? Is the uh, he had heard that the armor was fully functional? Mm -hmm. Is well, that accurate? To the, I, I'm not sure that uh, it's going to stop sword blows, but um, <laughs> we, at least on Lord of the Rings, anyway, we we built a lot of our armor in metal first, and mm. then we would take castings of that. And the reason we did that was we wanted to the surface to look like it had been hit with little miniature hammers, you know, and that kind of stuff. It looked like it actually has been beaten out of metal. Um, so we did it originally the the old-fashioned way so that when you cast it and make lightweight reproductions and, and, you know, urethanes and rubbers and stuff that are safe for an actor to wear and don't weigh such a huge amount, they still have that texture so that when you paint them, it looks like real metal. Wow. Because otherwise, if it's just flat plastic, then often yeah. it looks like flat plastic. So And yeah. it moves like plastic. So yeah. you've got yeah. swords also that are kind of rubbery, so yeah, they'll also bend in. And oh, yeah, you don't want to yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah our, our swords didn't have that carbon fibre up yeah. the inside of the blades. I mean, a lot of them were metal. like uh, They weren't sharp, but um, mm. we had aluminium blades and Spring steel. Well, they place. say aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. How'd you say alum aluminum? Aluminium. Aluminium. Aluminium is how you say it the right way. It does sound fancier to say aluminium. And normally, when you're doing an American interview, they always say, okay, say your full name and spell it. <laughs> so you've got a console, you spell your name, and it's you know, or you can like just long time. do your research and look it up, like yeah. we did. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I'm impressed. I'm like, it's really easy to find it. You don't have to. You guys don't have to do the work. We'll do the work. Yeah. We're oh, just great. happy to have you here. No, it feels great to be here. Thank you. But getting back to the armor, yeah, you know, you've got also the stuntmen who are wearing, mm -hmm. you know, replicas of the actual armor as well. They have to move in it. So when you're talking about oh yeah, being functional, they're actually they're the ones working a lot behind the scenes, and maybe it's. A, just for a split second, but they're working a whole day mm. in these suits. So you've got the lights of dwarves. Uh, if, if they've got time to rest, which is basically all day, and sometimes some of these characters can play dead characters who will be just lying in a pit full of orcs and uh, dwarves all day while makeup artists will be going around and the breakdown from the costume department will be around there on set, making sure that everything's dirty in the same place. So then lunch is called, then you'll go back to that same spot after lunch. Playing the same dead orc in the same spot. Yeah. So you're like also responsible for continuity so that way it doesn't like, the, like yeah. so it isn't like the dirt spot isn't moving or and you've got the, the whole team 
on board with that. Everybody oh, wow. is on, on board, just it, just standing by monitors and watching. And yeah, it's quite fun, and it's different from just working in the workshop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you go get to take the physical pieces mm-hmm. to the actual set, it's really rewarding as an artist to go there and think, "Wow, I'm actually there." But as a kid, I dreamt about the you know all the scary things, and oh, then all of a sudden yeah. I was on set, and I think, oh, "I've been here before." <laughs> and that's where I realised, "Oh my gosh, it wasn't scary after all." And everybody in an orc costume—they're amazing. They're amazing people mm-hmm. from all over the world as well. Yeah, and some of my best friends are orcs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, get, they get a bad rap. Yeah, <laughs> and also they often um, they often. Have picked people who are actually gorgeous mm-hmm. under them, men, men and women, who to play these orcs and characters, and then their son is playing like an elf, or, or, or wow. and their partners oh, wow. are playing like a, a dwarf, and yeah, and then How people fun. playing Lake Towners or any other characters that yeah. are in there. Well, yeah. it's so nice to like see these magical movies and know that you had a magical experience making and creating them as They're well. They're pretty special. Yeah. They yeah. were definitely there was a, a feeling at the time when making them like this is not a film that comes around every now and again. Mm-hmm. This is something kind of special, and I think everybody. I mean, as much as you're professional and you try and throw yourself at any project, uh, there was definitely a sense of you give a little bit more because yeah. because of the subject matter because it matters. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. How exciting! Yeah, yeah, how exciting! It is exciting. It's nerd paradise. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's glorious. <laughs> Well, uh, go see these guys at Rose City Comic Con. Yes. Stop by the web booth. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just I just want to say thank you for all that you've done. Yes, like, I mean, you. you've brought such joy to so many people with what you've created and put into that. And it shows, you know, for everything that you guys that you guys do down there. And, uh, and it's so wonderful yeah, to see that you enjoyed really cool. creating yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. that, that just adds best. to it, too. Yes. I mean, that just <laughs> that just makes it even better, knowing yeah. how much fun that you guys have with this. Yeah. So go get some elf ears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and if, you, if you're both also... Uh, I'm going to be attending the Comic Con. Come and get some. Yeah, yeah, come, come and have a chance. Yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. Good. I like it. That's awesome. <laughs> Are you going to do any of that? You guys going to do like any roving reporter kind of stuff and come down? We're going to go know. down for some of it. Yeah, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, we'll be there, especially on Friday night. Our, our buddy's actually performing at the uh, opening night. Oh, cool. So yeah, Keelan King, star pilot. He's going to be uh, performing. He's pretty oh, amazing. Running. He's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be down there watching him for sure on Friday, and then yeah, we'll be around. We'll look out for you. So we will yeah, see definitely. You. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Well, thank you so thank much you. for yes, coming thank in. Thank you. Thanks so much. Such this is fantastic. All right, we'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. That was so cool. Wow. Yeah. Those were like two of the coolest people I've ever met. Seriously. I mean, I, I didn't even know what to say. I'm like, you, you guys are awesome. I know. I was just trying not to like, sound like your an... job is to do, to work on sets. I like was just that. trying not to sound like an idiot the whole time. Oh, I don't think you sound. Okay, like no, I know that's because I was re- trying really hard. <laughs> <laughs> you put the effort into it. <laughs> my, my, don't say something stupid. So, like, do you, sometimes when you're talking, because we talk so much, you know, since uh-huh. that's our job. Like, do you ever kind of like step back, like as your mouth?